episode 107 of the Truth Quest podcast, the truth about the death of George Floyd. Before we get started, I want to ask you to do me a favor and share the show. If you're on social media and topics such as Michael Flynn, vote by mail, political blasphemy and heresy, the outrage culture, or Abraham Lincoln comes up, please share the topic-specific TruthQuest episode with your debate partner. Episodes are available on iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher, Spotify, Podbean.com, and ThinkSpot. The video version of the podcast are available on BitChute.com and Brighteon.com. If you are listening to this on the Apple Podcast app, please take a moment and scroll down on the podcast page and give it a five-star rating. Another way you can help grow the show is to throw a small donation my way at the TruthQuest Podcast patronage page. All donations will be used to drive awareness of the podcast through Facebook advertising. See this episode's show notes page at truthquest.podbean.com for details. Finally, please join the conversation on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash truthquestpodcast. I want to produce a quick episode that covers the death of George Floyd in Minneapolis following his arrest by the Minneapolis police. By now, 90% of you have seen the video of the officer kneeling on Floyd's neck for almost nine minutes. The officer looked arrogant and even devilish as onlookers yelled at him to stop. Floyd was arrested for supposedly using a counterfeit $20 bill. For those of you who have not seen the video or are listening to this episode sometime in the future when this incident is long forgotten, the officer is white and Floyd was black. Riots and protests erupted around the country following his death amid a resurgence of the Black Lives Matter movement. I'm going to purposely avoid opining on the politics of the protests in this episode because I want to stay very focused and fact-based. Let's start out with the likely final outcome of this incident, a not guilty verdict on the officer who performed the neck restraint, Derek Chauvin. Not guilty, you say? What the hell are you talking about? This is a slam dunk case. The officer kneeled on his neck for nine minutes. Of course he's guilty of murder. Well, not so fast. Let's start with the charges against the officer. Originally, he was charged with third degree murder and manslaughter. Then the Minnesota Attorney General, Keith Ellison, elevated the charges to second-degree murder. And as I pointed out in episode 105, The Truth About June 2020, with this charge, Ellison has just shown his hand. His goal is not to convict the officer. He has access to all the evidence. You and I, at least at this point, only have access to part of it. Given the evidence, he knew that even with the video of the knee and the neck, he would not be able to get a conviction on third-degree murder, much less second-degree murder. So he placated the mob by upping the charge. See, here's the deal. Third-degree homicide means the death was unintentional but caused by a reckless act that would endanger someone to the point they would die. Manslaughter is the unlawful killing of a human being without express or implied malice. So those charges seem somewhat reasonable given the surface knowledge of the incident. So why change to second degree, which can be intentional or unintentional? So an intentional murder in the second degree would be a, like a drive-by shooting or to intentionally cause a death, but not to plan it. An unintentional second degree murder would be when someone is killed during another felony, like robbing a convenience store. So what Officer Chauvin did was nowhere near the definition of second-degree murder. So, let's examine the evidence. Here's the money question for this episode. Can someone please explain to me how the prosecution can possibly secure a second-degree homicide charge against an officer 
when the maneuver he used on George Floyd, the neck restraint, was in the police department's policy and procedures manual. It's a maneuver that, as reported by NBC News, since 2015 has been used by Minneapolis police over 200 times, rendering 44 people unconscious. I'm going to read to you directly from the police department's policy and procedures manual under the section on use of force. At the time of the incident with George Floyd, section 5-311 of the manual read, paragraph 1 definitions, chokehold, deadly force option, defined as applying direct pressure on a person's trachea or airways, front of the neck, blocking or obstructing the airway, neck restraint, non-deadly force option, defined as compressing one or both sides of the person's neck with an arm or leg without applying direct pressure to the trachea or airway front of the neck. Only sworn employees who have received training from the MPD training unit are authorized to use neck restraints. The MPD authorizes two types of neck restraints, conscious neck restraint and unconscious neck restraint. Conscious neck restraint is defined as the subject is placed in a neck restraint with intent to control and to not render the subject unconscious by only applying light to moderate pressure. The unconscious neck restraint is defined as the subject is placed in a neck restraint with the intention of rendering the person unconscious by applying adequate pressure. Paragraph 2 is called POP Procedures and Regulations. It starts out with uh, paragraph subsection A. The conscious neck restraint may be used against a subject who is actively resisting. Paragraph B reads, The unconscious neck restraint shall only be applied in the following instances. 1. On a subject who is exhibiting active aggression, or for life-saving purposes. Or on a subject who is exhibiting active resistance in order to gain control of the subject, and if lesser attempts to, at control have been or would likely be ineffective. And paragraph C says neck restraints shall not be used against subjects who are passively resisting as defined by policy. As of June 9, 2020, section 5-311 now reads, Prohibition on neck restraints and chokeholds. And it simply reads, instead of everything I just read you, it simply reads, Neck restraints and chokeholds are prohibited. Instructors are prohibited from teaching the use of neck restraints or chokeholds. So, let's think like a defense attorney, and let's think about what he or she is going to do with this information. Number one, he or she will present an exhibit that demonstrates the officer received training from the MPD training unit and was authorized to use neck restraints. He might even demonstrate that, that this officer had performed the maneuver previously with none of the suspects dying. Number two, he will demonstrate why the officer was justified in using the neck restraint maneuver per Procedures and Regulations Paragraph 2, Subsection B. I think this will become more clear as I continue, and I'm going to circle back to this point. I don't know about you, but I find the fact that this information, which is easily accessible from the Minneapolis Police Department's website, has not been plastered all over the internet. I find that very strange. See this episode's show notes page for the links. Regardless of how I feel, how many of you are still convinced that despite the bit of information I just provided you, the officer still should be charged with murder? After all, you saw the video. You know what happened. What I am about to share with you 
is a compilation of the transcripts from the body camera footage from two of the responding officers to the George Floyd incident. This information is also easily available at the Star Tribune website. Again, I'm not sure why this is not all over the internet. See this episode's show notes page for those links. So let's start with uh, the officers trying to get him, George Floyd, out of his car, or as he, as Floyd says later in the transcript, it's his sister's car. So one of the officers notices, quote, you've got foam around your mouth. Floyd says, yes, I was hooping earlier. So hooping is carrying a drug in or around your rectum to avoid detection, I guess, during a pat-down. So as you can imagine, there's always the possibility that the drug can leak out into a person's systems. Officer Lane says, let's go. Floyd says, man, all right, calm me. let me calm down. I'm feeling better now. Officer Lane says, keep walking. Floyd, can you do me a favor, man? Lane, no, when we get to the car, let's get to the car, man, come on. Other officer, Officer Kung, stop moving around. Floyd, oh man, God, don't leave me, man. Please, please, man, don't leave me. Officer Kung, stand up, stop falling down, stand up, stay on your feet and face the car door. So what's happening here is Floyd does not want to go in the back of the police car. So the dialogue continues. This is Floyd. And I did a compilation of some of Floyd's comments here. God dang, man. Oh, man, God, don't leave me, man. Please, man, don't leave me. Please, oh, please don't leave me, man. I'm claustrophobic. Don't leave me by myself, man, please. Would you please crack it for me, please? And he's referring to the window. Officer Lane says, yes, I'll crack it. Please stay with me, man. Y'all, I'm going to die in here. Officer Lane, I'll roll the windows down if you put your legs in, all right? I'll put the air on. Floyd, I'm claustrophobic and I got anxiety. Then an unidentified male, in the transcript it says male five. He says, go on in. Floyd says, I'll get on the ground, anything. I'm claustrophobic, man. God, I'm claustrophobic. Officer Kong, get in the car. Get in the car. Officer Lane, slide your butt over. I'm going to pull you in. Officer Kong again, get in the car. Floyd, I'm claustrophobic, Mr. Officer. Can you put me in the front? Officer Kong, no, you're not getting in the front. Take a seat. Floyd, I can't. Hold on. I can't breathe. Mr. Officer, please, please. Officer Chauvin, quit talking and sit down. Floyd, my wrist. My wrist, man, my wrist. Man, please, I can't. I'll lay on the ground. I'll lay on the ground. I want to lay on the ground. I'm going to lay on the ground. Oh, I'm coming down. I'm going down. I'm going down. Then that male five says, man, you're going to die of a heart attack. Get in the car. George Floyd, I can't breathe. I just had COVID, man. Can't breathe. I can't breathe. So the officers take him out of the car and the dialogue continues. Lane says, let's take him and just just get him to the ground. Another officer, just lay him on the ground. Officer Kong, here, come on out. Floyd, thank you. Thank you. Officer Chauvin, Get him down on the ground. Officer Kong, lay on the ground, on the ground. Floyd, ow, my wrist, sir. Officer Lane, can we get code two for one bleeding from the mouth? So he's calling the EMS. Chauvin, you're under arrest, guy. Floyd, all right, all right. Oh my God, I can't believe this. Tell my kids I love them. My face is gone. Please, please let me stand. Officer Chauvin, no. Floyd, please, man, I can't breathe. My face skinned up bad. Floyd continues, look at my face, man. Chauvin says, is he high on something? 
Officer Kong, I believe so. We found a pipe on him. Lane says, we found a weed pipe on him. There might be something else. There might be like PCP or something. Is that the shaking of the eyes, right? Is PCP? Floyd, please. Can't breathe. Please, man, please. Officer Thao, EMS coming code three? So the first EMS code was code two. Then when he started bleeding from the mouth, they changed it to code three. Without seeing the video, he is likely bleeding from the mouth from being taken to the ground. I'll assume that. Then Floyd says, man, I can't breathe. My, my face is skinned up, man. Officer Lane, he's got to be on something. Officer Thao, what are you on? Floyd, I can't breathe. Please, your knee on my neck. I can't breathe. Shit, I'm claustrophobic. My stomach hurts. My neck hurts. Everything hurt. I need some water or something. Please, please, I can't breathe, officer. Chauvin, you're doing a lot of talking and a lot of yelling. Mail 3, the transcript identifies the next speaker as Mail 3, whatever that means. You can put him in the car. Officer Thao, we tried that for 10 minutes. Mail 3, this is someone's life. Shit, you know that? He can't breathe, bro. This is your move. You trapping him. He ain't breathing right there, bro. You don't think nobody's gonna see that you're right there, bro? Officer Lane, you want him on his side? Officer Chauvin, no, leave him. Staying put where we got him. Officer Lane, okay, I'm just worried about the excited delirium or whatever. Male 3, he's not breathing right, man. Chauvin, that's why we got the ambulance coming. Officer Lane, okay, I suppose. Male 3, off the ground. It's hard to talk when you, you need to get him off the ground, bro. You could get him now, bro. You could get him off the ground, you bum. Now you have male three apparently engaging Officer Chauvin in a an extended barrage. You enjoying that shit? He's a fucking bum, bro. He enjoying that shit right now, bro. You could have fucking put him in the car by now, bro. He's not resisting arrest or nothing. Female one. Is he talking now? Male three. You ain't doing anything. Look at you. Your body language is crazy, you fucking pawn. Female one. Look at him. Bro, get the fuck off of him. Male three, at the academy, bro, you know that's bogus right now, bro. You you know it's bogus. You can't look at me like a man because you a bum, bro. He ain't even resisting arrest right now, bro. Female one, he's about to pass out. Officer Lane, I think he's passing out. Male three, he's bleeding right now, bro. You think that's cool? You think that's cool though, right, bro? You think that's cool right now, bro? Chauvin, you guys all right over there? And he's apparently talking to the other officers. Officer Lane, yeah. Male three, I'm not scared of you, bro. You pussy ass dude, bro. Officer Chauvin, don't come over here. Female one, I'm a firefighter in Minneapolis. So at this point, it looks like Floyd lost consciousness. And the various onlookers ask if he has a pulse. Female one, get the fuck off of him. What are you doing? He's dying. Male three, he's not practically moving. Officer Lane, not responsive right now. You guys might want to... Mail three. He's not even fucking moving. Get off his fucking neck, bro. Get off his neck. Female one. Get off of him. Mail three. Look at that. Are you serious, bro? You're just gonna sit there with your knee on his neck? You bro? He in handcuffs, man. A real man for that. At this point, the EMTs show up. Female one demands badge numbers from one of the officers. And the EMTs transport Floyd to the hospital. Then the officers go to interview the store manager where the fake $20 bill was supposedly used. The transcript reads in part, Store manager, we went outside to talk to them. They were just really high off stuff, and, and they said, get out of my face or something, and that's when we called you guys. The manager goes on to explain that the two guys, Floyd and whoever was with them, 
had a lot more dollar bills than what they paid him with. Officer Kong. Okay, what was his behavior like in the store then? Store manager. The one with the hat and dreads that I've known for a long time, he was nice just trying to buy something. He had real bills for that. Officer Kong. Yeah. Store manager. However, Kong. Can you describe the bigger guy to me? When you say bigger, you just mean store manager interrupts. One of them was like 6'8". Kong questions him. 6'8", muscular? Store manager, yes. Officer Chauvin comes into the store at this point and starts asking his fellow officers questions. Officer Kong says, But we pulled him out because when he, we tried to talk to him, he started fidgeting around and grabbing for things. So we pulled him out, but he was not cooperative. And he's referring to pulling him out of his car. Chauvin says, okay. Kong says, he was fighting us the whole time. Then the officers announce that they're shutting off their body cams. So, there are some obvious takeaways from these transcripts. Floyd was high as a kite on something. His autopsy proved that. He is not afraid of the cops. He resists the police getting out of his car. He resists the police getting in the back seat of the police car. He says he's claustrophobic, has anxiety. He even asked them to sit in the front seat. He asked for the windows to be open, which the officers agreed to. Throughout the exchange prior to being put on the ground, Floyd claims he can't breathe, claiming he just had COVID. Another thing you can take from the transcript is that Floyd asked to be put on the ground, which obviously the officers obliged. Floyd obviously lost consciousness while on the ground with the unconscious neck restraint being applied by Officer Chauvin. So, let's circle back to the defense attorney that we were talking about before. After he demonstrates that the neck restraint was an approved maneuver per the police manual, and after he proves that Officer Chauvin has been trained in that maneuver and had likely done it before, he will demonstrate that per Section 2 under Procedures and Regulations, Paragraph B, Number 2, the section where the unconscious neck restraint is permitted, he will demonstrate that the officer was applying the neck restraint for life-saving purposes. Remember, this restraint is permitted. You're allowed to use an unconscious neck restraint for one of three reasons. On a subject who is exhibiting active aggression, for life-saving purposes, or on a subject who is exhibiting active resistance in order to gain control of the subject, and if lesser attempts at control have been or would likely be ineffective. So based on that evidence alone is my contention that the officer will likely be found not guilty. So who is responsible for the death of George Floyd? Well, you can certainly blame Floyd. Not that he deserved to die, but you can't ignore his drug use. You can't ignore the fact that he resisted the police, and if he hadn't done that, he is likely alive today. Most people blame Officer Chauvin. A boisterous minority actually blame President Trump. What I find telling is I never see or hear anyone in the corporate press blame the people who are ultimately in charge of the police department and responsible for the policy and procedures adopted by that department. Who might that be? Well, the mayor of Minneapolis, the Minneapolis City Council, and, and the police chief, of course. I wonder why that is. Could it be, now, now I'm just speculating here, could it be that the mayor and the city council are all Democrats? Could it be that the police chief is black? It's just a thought. And thanks to the Democratic Attorney General of Minnesota overcharging the officer, a year from now, when the officer is found not guilty of second-degree murder because he was performing a tactic in which he was trained to do by the city of Minneapolis in a justifiable circumstance, the nation will be subjected to another round of civil unrest, riots, protests, and race-baiting.
Well, that is, of course, if Trump is still president, that will happen. If, however, the president's political party is not a Republican, the not guilty verdict will just be another story. Yeah, it'll fill a few news cycles, but the corporate press will quickly move on. Please join the conversation on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash truthquestpodcasts.